It's the Bradfield Weather Podcast, underwritten by McAllen Construction Company, your place for residential projects to snow removal. I am Dan Lavallo. He is meteorologist Bradfield, and depending on when you listen to this podcast, it will either be the last podcast of the Bradfield Weather Podcast for 2021 or the first podcast for 2022. But Brad, let me at the outset wish you and our audience a happy new year. Happy New Year to you, Dan, to Susan, to our audience. Um, You know, I'm the type of person that likes to think that I'm an optimist, and I like to think of the glasses being half full. I am really happy to be leaving calendar year 2021. Uh, (laughs) So onward and upward, as they say, and, uh, you know, hopefully... We'll talking off air about COVID and so forth, Dan, hopefully we'll make some great strides in 2022 and, you know, maybe the country will come together a little bit more and, uh, you know, hopefully things look up. So, you know, to our audience, uh, happy 2022 health and happiness. Well said. Well, you know, we were also talking about the climatology, what's going on on the weather map across the USA and You'd have no idea from a weather perspective that we are knocking on the door to the new year. It's been a strange early start to winter, Brad. Dan, you said uh, just off camera here, uh, seems like mud season, and it absolutely does. I mean, these days are cloudy and dingy and dense fog and so forth. The humidity is about 100%. yeah, the temperatures too, Dan, in terms of climatology, a very warm December, uh, five degrees above normal per day in terms of maximum temperature, five degrees above normal per day in terms of nighttime overnight low temperature. Uh, we had a deficit of five to six inches of snow during the month of December, only a total Uh, at Bradley International Airport of 4.2 inches of snow uh, for the entire month of December. So we are running a snowfall deficit. And Dan, we were talking um, just ahead of time here before we went on the air about a little place called Baja, California. And uh, I remember a winter Um, And I can't remember how long ago it was. It was several winters ago that our basic flow pattern for the entire winter came from Baja, California. And the one thing I remember about that winter was the coldest temperature of all. The coldest temperature for the entire winter was 17 degrees. And that to me is almost unheard of if you live in New England for a the coldest temperature of the winter <laughs> to be 17 degrees. But this this uh this word Baja California spooked me this morning because I was reading the forecaster discussion out of the National Weather Service in uh, Norton, Massachusetts, which has jurisdiction of the uh, three northern, uh, north central and northeastern counties of Connecticut, Hartford, Tolland, and Wyndham County. And they said the jet stream flow was from Baja, California. So just kind of picture that, Dan. You're down around San Diego or whatever, and our flow pattern is from essentially San Diego and point south 
across the entire country and coming up into New England. And if you just think of the source region, uh, that is not a source region for cold air. So, uh, you know, as long as this flow pattern holds and the flow is caught between that ridge that we've talked about, that persistent ridge with the anomalous warmth in the Gulf of Mexico, that ridge sitting over the Gulf of Mexico, sitting over the southeastern part of the country, kind of nosing its way up through, uh, say, Jacksonville, up through southern Georgia, and up into uh, coastal South Carolina. That ridge is persistent there. So where's the cold? And we were talking about this uh, off air too. You know, you would you would think more about uh, climate change and so forth if everybody were warm. But as I said to you, Dan, talk to the folks out in Seattle and in Washington State and in Montana about climate change right now. I mean, it is the complete opposite. It is bitterly cold there. So it's bitterly cold there. It's anomalously warm in the Gulf. And then we have this flow pattern uh, kind of from southwest to northeast across the country. Essentially, you could draw a straight line from San Diego to Portland, Maine. And that's where our upper level wind flow is coming from. So until we see the Greenland block, and the buckling of this flow pattern, in other words, the ridge over Greenland, the deep trough over the eastern part of the United States, the ridge out west, until we see that ridge flow, uh, a ridge trough, ridge trough, we've got this, this zonal jet stream flow just howling across the nation. And as long as this persists, we really just can't get cold. And, you know, it's interesting because we were talking before we started recording the podcast that this is a strong jet stream that really shows no signs of breaking down. Right. And the jet stream, Dan, what it serves to do also is evacuate air up at the jet stream level. It evacuates the air quickly. So if you've got upper upward motion... And what we're talking about here, I'm hinting around, is another one of these severe weather outbreaks. And the, the, the poor folks in Arkansas and Tennessee, Mississippi, Alabama, they are going to go to bed horrified tonight again because they were just visited by that severe outbreak of tornadoes a couple of weeks ago. It looks like that pattern could be repeating itself tonight for New Year's Eve and tomorrow for New Year's Day. Now, Dan, the Severe Storms Prediction Center is predicting a 10% chance of tornadoes. And you think about that and you think, ah, that's a very low probability. Uh-uh. That is a huge probability of tornadoes. We typically, maybe once a year, get uh, a 5% chance of tornadoes here in, in Connecticut. Maybe once a year. If I saw a 10% chance of tornadoes over Connecticut, I would be mortified. 
That's what those folks are going to go to bed with tonight, though. Arkansas, Tennessee, Mississippi, Alabama. Um, anywhere from 2% to 5% when uh, SPC predicts that for us. It is a red alert locally. The TV meteorologists won't be quiet about it, nor should they be, because th this is serious stuff. So when they're saying 10% chance, that means like a 10% uh, chance of a tornado in a like a 50-mile radius or something like that. So it is a much higher chance than it appears to be. So uh, the severe weather outbreak, uh, very possible again, uh, tonight and also during the day tomorrow. I want to take a moment to talk about McAllen Construction Company of Prospect, underwriters of the Brad Field Weather Podcast. Brad and I are honored to have McAllen Construction underwriting our podcast. Centrally located in Prospect, Connecticut, McAllen Construction services the entire state and has serviced the entire state for over 25 years on call 24-7, 365 days a year. It's a new year, and McAllen Construction, woman-owned, small minority business, is there to service all of us. Licensed as a major contractor, new home construction contractor, plumbing and piping limited P7, home improvement contractor, and subsurface sewage installer. Also, utility carpentry, excavation, and snow removal for residents, commercial businesses, and state and local governments. And you heard Brad say, snow is on the way. Visit McAllen Construction today at McAllenConstructionCT.com for more information. That's McAllenConstructionCT.com. Or call McAllen Construction at 203 758 3474 203 758 3474 McAllen Construction from the first dig to the last nail Brad let's get to our on the weather map segment then uh, as we go into the new year 2022 what does week 1 look like of the new year All right well for today Dan we've got a low uh that ridges from Hudson Bay uh, to another low-pressure system generally in the vicinity of Denver. And remember, the cold air is banked up over the Pacific Northwest. And again, the, uh, the track of the low-pressure system is so important. North and west of the track is where you can anticipate getting the cold and the snow. So it is very snowy today, this New Year's Eve day, from Utah through northwest Colorado, and it does appear that this storm is absolutely going to cut to our west and move up through the Great Lakes. So the cold air will stay put in the Pacific Northwest, and the uh, anomalous mild air will continue over the eastern part of the country. Now, right in between, Dan, that's where that jet stream is howling. That's where the air can be evacuated in upper levels of the atmosphere. And that's where that severe outbreak may occur, just to the south and west of the storm track uh, through the Arkansas, Tennessee, Mississippi, and Alabama region. Now, by midday Saturday, it looks like that low from Denver will be in Kentucky with rain spreading toward us here in Connecticut. So uh, absolutely rain as this uh, storm system will cut to our north and west. You know, usually when you're in 
uh, late December and into the early days of January, anytime a storm comes along, you have to think about snow or sleet or freezing rain or something in the mix. I am not even considering any of that. This is pure, absolute rain coming in into the region. Now, by midday Sunday, it looks like that low is going to be up around Nova Scotia, and we will have a cold front, quote, unquote, moving through Connecticut. The temperatures on Sunday, Dan, will drop from the 50s into the 40s. So as you see, that word cold front is uh, kind of a misnomer. But indeed, this is a cold front. Now, if this cold front were coming through in April or May, you'd think, ah, it's a decent cold front, 50s falling off into the 40s. But when you're in January, when temperatures fall into the 40s, and this is a, quote, cold front, that is kind of a joke. But that is what's going to be happening. Now, by midday Monday, it appears a stronger northerly flow will deliver a cold shot to Connecticut. And we'll talk about that in just a minute. Uh, by midday Tuesday, we've got high pressure off the southern New England coast. So it should continue uh, nice on Tuesday. Cold start to the day, but moderating temperatures as the day goes on. Now on Wednesday, there'll be a low pressure system in the Great Lakes. Now again, when the low is in the Great Lakes, it's counterclockwise around the low. So again, we get into a southwest and southerly flow on Wednesday of milder air coming in. By midday Thursday, that low pressure system is up in the Canada Maritimes. And Dan, I saved the best for last. Over coffee this morning, I was talking to my wife and I said, I've got to give the snow lovers of Connecticut a little bit of hope. The snow lovers of Connecticut, like me, I have to give a little bit of hope. <laughs> and Dan, I found it this morning on the European computer model. The European computer model from 0Z this morning, that's Zulu time, Greenwich, England time, uh, which is 7 p.m. last night, shows that by next Friday morning at 7 a.m., Next Friday, so that would be January 7th at 7 a.m., heavy snow, temperature reading of 21 Fahrenheit in Hartford, 6 to 12 inches of snow, and by Saturday, 7 a.m., this is, again, European projection, the temperature is 1 degree Fahrenheit in Hartford, Connecticut. And on Sunday morning, 7 a.m., the temperature is 9 Fahrenheit in Hartford, Connecticut. So a little glimmer of hope for the folks that like deep winter conditions. Possible next Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. And again, uh, I did some quick math that European model put down what would come out to be something like six to 12 inches of snow on Friday and then followed by the bitterly cold weather on Saturday and Sunday. But the caveat, this is seven to eight days away. And Dan, this is one computer model. Now I happen to like the European computer model. <laughs> I happen to think it's the best one, 
But uh, a little, I've got to put the caveat there because I don't want to be like that old cartoon, uh, you know, the Roadrunner, uh, where everything goes wrong with the Roadrunner and and Coyote. You know, Coyote's always trying to get the Roadrunner, but it always blows up in his face. (laughs) (laughs) So I want to be kind of careful with this one. But uh, there, there is some hope out there. Uh, in day seven, day eight of the forecast. So th- uh, that kind of is uh, my synopsis on week one. What do uh, the other models show for Friday of uh, January 7th and January 8th that weekend? Well, uh, Dan, the other model that I looked at that goes out that far is the GFS computer model. And uh, they are predicting snow um, next uh Friday as well, but it's more of a mixed bag on the GFS. They've got the low pressure system not taking an exact snow route. Um, you know, the snow route would be one out in the Atlantic Ocean where Connecticut is off to the north and west of the storm center, or in other words, in the cold quadrant of the storm. Uh, the GFS model is a little bit closer, kind of essentially bringing it up over southern New England. Uh, but it still gives something on the order of three, four inches of snow on Friday. So, uh, you know, sort of no matter how you slice it here, if you go with the GFS, a little bit lesser in terms of snow, maybe something on the order of two to five inches. Uh, if you go with the uh, European model, uh, something on the order of maybe six to 12 inches. So that takes us up to week two. What does that look like? All right, on week two, Dan, when you look at the uh, overall jet stream flow, uh, it looks as though from January 7th, Friday the 7th, through Friday, January 14th, the core of the cold air shifts. This week, week one, it's in Washington State to Montana. By week two, January 7th through the 14th, that core of the cold air is predicted to be over North Dakota, like right on the North Dakota-Canada border, so more into the central part of the United States. And the core of the warmth has now shifted from the Gulf of Mexico out toward Bermuda. So um, our delivery of air, instead of being from Baja, California, like it is now, should be from the upper Midwest, like maybe more from Chicago area type of thing uh, toward Connecticut. So that is a somewhat better delivery of of air. So the the core of the cold is over North Dakota. So some of that cold will be bleeding down into Chicago and so forth. And then that air will be transported toward us. So I would say that that week number two from January 7th to January 14th should be more typical uh, wintry conditions here in Connecticut. And what do you mean by seasonal when you're in midwinter? Well, that would mean overnight lows, maybe in the teens, something like 15 degrees on a nightly basis. And then the daytime highs, maybe in the low to mid 30s, 32, 35, something like that. So that is overall what I'm projecting for week number two uh, in terms of the jet stream pattern. But as we look at the specifics on the weather map, and again, we're using uh, the GFS model this morning uh, that goes out uh, 384 hours into the future. So for week number two, uh, beginning on Saturday morning, January 8th, 
uh, we've got that very cold northerly flow following the Friday uh, storm. And again, the European model predicting a high, uh, excuse me, a low temperature of one degree on Saturday morning, January 8th. And again, the GFS is putting in a strong northerly flow. So the old uh, wind chill advisory will probably be in effect next weekend, Dan. Uh, by Sunday morning, it looks like monster cold will be uh, over North Dakota and South Dakota. Um, we're looking for a brief moderation in temperature here. So a cold start to the day, but temperatures probably warming into the 30s on Sunday. Now, by Monday, the 10th, uh, we've got high pressure in eastern Canada and a low tracking northeast out of the Gulf of Mexico. Now, if you're a, if you're a, a winter weather lover in Connecticut, that's sort of red alert, red alert, um, you know, Captain Kirk to the bridge. Uh, <laughs> you know, you really want to be watching this very, very carefully. Uh, now. That is a classic track. You know, when you get a high in eastern Canada, Dan, and you've got a low tracking out of the Gulf up the Atlantic seaboard, that is a classic track for a big snowstorm. But Tuesday, the 11th, the low pressure system is off Cape Hatteras, North Carolina. The GFS has it missing out to sea. So in other words, the fish will see a big snowstorm. But we will miss according to the GFS. Now, what could change, Dan? What could change? If we get some of that Greenland blocking, that would turn the storm more instead of northeast, more north-northeast up the coast, a little bit closer to the coast, and we would see a snowstorm into southern New England. So that would bear monitoring on about January 11th, which is a Tuesday. But at this point, the GFS brings it up to Cape Hatteras and takes it out to sea, missing us. So that's uh, that's one threat. Then after that thing goes by, whether it hits or misses, Wednesday looks cold with a small minor low in the uh, Great Lakes region. And then Thursday, another similar setup to Tuesday. We'll have strong high pressure in eastern Canada over Ontario and a low pressure system near Jacksonville, Florida. Now, it looks like that storm is going to also track up the coast. But guess what? On Friday, January 14th, the GFS computer model misses another snowstorm for the fish, another close call for us, but they take it out to sea. So just to back up here, next Friday, January, what is it, 7th? Okay, next Friday is January 7th, yes. The European model hits us with a snowstorm. The GFS model hits us with some snow, but a mixed bag. So that's seven to eight days out next Friday, January 7th. January 11th, the GFS, that's a Tuesday, the GFS misses with a major storm out to sea. And then three days later, Friday, January 14th, the GFS misses with another big storm out to sea. 
But Dan, when you're talking this far out, a little change here or there can change everything. So at least what I'm trying to say is that snow lovers of Southern New England are in the height of their depression right now as we head through New Year's Eve and New Year's Day. New Year's Day temperatures will be up into the 50s. You'll think about uh, calling me up, Dan, and say, hey, you want to go play some uh, wiffle ball in my backyard? (laughs) I I mean, it just will be kind of crazy warm. Um, You know, many New Englanders will be out tomorrow in T-shirts. I I don't think anybody will need anything more than a light sweater, which is unbelievable on, on January 1st. But then Monday, we start to turn cold again and we get back to more of a, a, a typical, and it's going to feel really cold because when it's been so mild and then you go back to what's normal for early January, it's going to feel extremely cold. But in reality, it won't be. It'll be just about what we should experience this time of year. Uh, I've got some temperatures here, Dan, from the uh, European model that I'll just sort of give you. Uh, For this afternoon, the last day of 2021, uh, the GFS gives a high of 50. Uh, For Saturday morning, now this is Happy New Year, Dan, 7 in the morning on New Year's Day, 46 degrees, going up to 51. Uh, on Sunday, 47 degrees at seven in the morning, 48 at one in the afternoon. So the temperature uh, will be falling on Sunday afternoon, Monday morning, 25 and windy, high of 30. So kind of a cold day Monday. Uh, Tuesday starts off at 19, high of 34. Then we get briefly warmer on Wednesday, 38 up to 45, but then a cold front comes through Thursday, 29, only up to 34. And then Friday during the European snowstorm, it's 21 at seven in the morning. It's 20 at one in the afternoon. And then it's one degree on Saturday morning. So that's, uh, the week one of the European temperatures virtually going from fifties to near zero. <laughs> well, get those snow blowers ready because it sounds as if at some point in the near future, we're going to put them to work. I think so, Dan, I really do. Uh, again, uh, I do not like giving the snow lovers of Southern New England false hope. Um, I've tried to be as blunt as possible saying when the jet stream flow is from San Diego in the winter, that is not good. (laughs) Um, That is not good. If you like snow, if you're a skier, that is not good. So I'm trying to be honest, but at the same time, uh, I'm also trying to see what is happening um, with the maps and the overall pattern and the computer models and so forth. And uh, that's the, the best I have for you. Okay. Well, on that note, and again, we are putting this together on December 31st, the last day of 2021. Brad, what does our immediate forecast look like? Well, uh, as we wrap up 2021, Dan, it is cloudy and it is mild, temperature 46 to 52. And a lot of people out and about uh, driving around tonight, uh, but 
so you, you, you don't want the roads to be icy or anything, and they certainly won't be. It'll be a mainly dry New Year's Eve and mild with temperature readings in the 40s. So if you are planning on wearing your winter wools out tonight, you don't need to. That's for sure. Uh, for New Year's Day, a rising chance for rain especially as we get into the day later in the day, uh, temperatures moving up into the 50s. Uh, rain at night uh, on uh, New Year's Day night, uh, and the rain could be heavy. Uh, temperatures only in the 40s. Sunday, a few leftover showers, but not a washout at all. Temperatures dropping from morning highs in the 50s, dropping through the 40s in the afternoon. Monday looks sunny temperature near 30 and Tuesday looks sunny, seasonable and temperatures in the mid thirties. And Dan, happy new year to all of our listeners spread the word about Bradfield uh, weather and uh, come visit our website often bradfieldweather.com where the daily forecast is uh, updated daily. <laughs> so uh, <laughs> it's updated. We have that uh, radar widget on there so you can follow the track of a storm. We have that wind widget so you can also follow the direction of the wind and the intensity and it's all there at bradfieldweather.com. And Brad, to you and Sandy and our podcast audience, I echo your sentiments. A happy New Year to everybody. Happy New Year, Dan, to you and Susan. Thanks, Brad. The Bradfield Weather Podcast has been underwritten by McAllen Construction Company. McAllen Construction, from the first dig to the last nail.